Thanks for tuning in to the November Red Dirt Poetry Podcast. In this podcast, we are getting to know the featured Red Dirt Poet for this month, Brand Rackley. We'll also be bringing you the November calendar of Red Dirt Poetry events. Brand Rackley is our November Red Dirt Poet of the Month. He's an awesome poet, part of the Red Dirt Poetry community, and has recently released a poetry collection, Call It What It Is, which can be found in a number of local bookstores. He's an Oklahoma native, Cherokee writer, poet, and actor. He's active in the Oklahoma poetry community, where he performs and participates in the Center for Poets and Writers at OSU Tulsa's Live Lit Night series and Red Dirt Poetry. He also helps lead local poetry workshops. Brand writes about the people, places, and things that never love you back, and the ones you love for all time. He hopes somewhere in his writing, in a line, or even just a word, you find a piece of yourself. His new poetry collection, Call It What It Is, is out now and in stores at The Floating Bookshop, Literati Press, Full Circle Bookstore, DNA Galleries, and more. You can find more of his work in Canary Collective Magazine, as well as on nondoc.com, Okie Bookcast, and Instagram. Bran, would you, uh, would you do the honor of starting this conversation off with one of your poems? Yes. This is called Must Be This Tall to Ride. I was a child in your theme park. The theme was wild abandon, its everless breath, its weightlessness. The kind of youth, the kind of play, I thought only the lost boys knew. You grew the pit in my stomach to a size it soon met the height to ride the roller coaster from my gut to my chest to my throat and back again. I never wanted to leave. I wanted to stay till I was sick, till I was too hot, too tired, Till the sunshine you'd shone upon me cooked me to a crisp. Till I had to be dragged, kicking and screaming from you. But for you, too old I grew, and I couldn't stay. Every sunset has its day, every summer has its end. There's always a fall. I'm trapped now in winter. Amazing. Thank you. That's all so awesome. I've I've got some questions I'd like to ask you okay. if you're if you're into it. Sure. My first question: Who was your first favorite poet? This is maybe going to make me sound basic, but I think it has to do with the uh, elementary educational system. Is probably Edgar Allan Poe because that's just the first one I remember. I mean, there's there's no like my first was Emily Dickinson and so there's no shame in that. Like it's <laughs> it's like if you're the kid that that connected with, you were really a poetry person. <laughs> and for whatever re- I mean it tracks now, but like obviously it was The Raven and it's just like all that dark stuff was like what is this? Yeah. This is cool. Like we get to read this in school. This is kind of creepy. Um but yeah, I was also a um uh, 1989 Batman fan, so I was watching a lot of Batman Returns at the time. So okay. the weird gothic, like yeah. oddity of it, uh, fits, I think. But yeah, it was uh, it was Edgar Allan Poe, which honestly, it's kind of weird because just within the last two or three weeks, I started reading more of him again, and I haven't read him in a long time. And I didn't; I had only read kind of the. I don't know if you call it morbid, but like the scarier stuff. But I started getting into more of the um, romantic and yearning side of his poetry, which is very enjoyable and also very weird. Still <laughs> he was weird, a very true. Weird dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he? Didn't he marry his much younger cousin, 
who then also died of tuberculosis like everyone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it seemed like, yeah. I was watching some documentaries recently. It's like literally almost everybody died yeah, from like, consumption. Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe Oddly loves enough. you. You're, that's how you're going out. Um, <laughs> cool. That's it's. How does it feel to like go back and retouch with a with a poet that you loved and then maybe have, have spent some time away from? Um, it's felt really good and also frustrating because I don't think I spent a lot of time not realizing how much I don't I don't know if my poetry connects well with him but my feelings related to my poetry connect a lot with yeah what he's um doing and trying to do and I feel like I wasted a lot of time not taking advantage of that so it's partly uh feels like a blessing to have the realization to get back into it but also I'm kind of kicking myself for spending this much time away from it I mean, isn't that the the struggle with reading poetry? There's so much of it. There's the comfort stuff and the new stuff. And, like, man, there's so much to, to consume. Absolutely. But it's cool. It's cool you're getting back to them. How did you start writing poetry? I'm trying to remember the first poem I wrote. I know whenever I published this book, my I had forgotten this, but my mother reminded me that... Um, when I was four years old, I hounded her and hounded her to send this book <laughs> that I wrote at four years old to this uh, publishing company that she'd gone to a workshop for. She was a teacher. She was a fifth grade teacher for 25 years, so she was always going to like educational workshops like this. Anyway, she's like, oh, yeah, there's this publishing company, and they publish kids' books. I'm like, well, I'm writing books. Submit this. <laughs> and... Uh, she submitted it, and I guess the publication collapsed within a year and never heard back for an entire year. And then they sent the manila envelope back, and it's like, sorry, we no longer exist, but thank you for submitting. So that was my first experience trying to publish something. It wasn't poetry, I don't think. Um, but the like the farthest back I can remember actually writing a poem is in high school. They They didn't do this every year. It was kind of like a fluke, but they I'm from a very small town in northwestern Oklahoma, and um, they happened to have a creative writing class in, I think it was my junior year of high school, and I took that, and we were doing all kinds of writing, and I was just kind of messing around and trying to write um, funny poems, and that's probably the first time I remember actually trying to write a poem. Since that time, I was, I've been trying to write poems for a very long time, <laughs> and I only feel like I've kind of... Um, it's kind of clicked for whatever reason within like the last six or seven years. Yeah. And I was in my small town a couple of weeks ago doing a signing for the book. And I was talking to some, a person that I had never met. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what I've been like hammering my head against the wall for like decades trying to write poetry. And I was like, I never liked any of it. I never thought any of it really said anything. And I felt dumb because she immediately said, she's like, well, you haven't, you haven't had enough experience. You haven't lived enough. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I hadn't really um, experienced much or had the context to, like, package whatever I had experienced to put it into something that um, really meant anything to me or maybe anybody else. So that was a weird, like, a again, I don't know why I didn't, like, put that together, but I think that's what it really was because I... I can feel the decade before trying to write poetry and I was very much like straining to be interesting or deep yeah, or like clever and it just 
wasn't happening and I knew it wasn't good. And I'm like, I guess I just can't do this. And I was doing a lot of other writing at the time, so it didn't really like, I didn't commit myself to it or whatever. Right. But um, there came a point, like, like I said, five or six years ago when it really became like the only way for me to um, express some feelings I had. And once I figured out that was an outlet, stuff just started coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is really strange how that works. I know a lot of people talk about like, well, some people are very regimented and they like have a, a set way that they write and they do it consistently. And then I know a lot of others are like, oh, it just pops into my head. And that's kind of what it was. Like once that started, it was just like floodgates yeah. of like, I don't know if any of it was good, but I had a lot of material just like coming out of nowhere. It felt yeah. like, um, I feel like the journey with writing poetry is so weird like that, where, where I look back on some of my early poetry that I remember younger me thought like, oh, this is great. This is, this is cool. This is interesting. And it would be just like a few years later, I would look back and I'd be like, oh man, you didn't know what you're talking about. 19 year old kid. Like (laughs) no idea what you were saying, but there is a weird way where as I've gotten older and, and you're right, you kind of build this experience and you build something more interesting to say. It's almost like that time where you were just, playing and maybe you weren't making yourself you weren't writing stuff you really enjoyed but all that play comes back and now it's like a a weapon in your arsenal now that you have something to say absolutely yeah yeah that's great what is what is your favorite word to use in a poem i don't know the i don't know if it's my favorite word to use but i've noticed someone had to point it out to me um, and I've noticed it since I've been writing things post the book. But I guess in in my book, there's more than a handful of poems that have the word honey in them, which is interesting because I don't eat honey very often. <laughs> um, I do appreciate and love bears, but uh, okay, I don't okay. know how honey gets in there so much. As a matter of fact, I just wrote a poem or finished a poem, two poems this past week that have honey in them I don't know if it's like the things that I'm writing about a lot I associate with honey but it just it keeps on popping up I mean honey is a really like rich sort of word when you think about like there's all of these connotations of like the land of milk and honey and like Mm -hmm. honey is this thing that like can sustain bears and but also it's so like visceral there's a there's a real like using the word honey you're immediately like all right we're talking about something sticky and golden and like there's so much it, it, it's a good word it's a good word I'd, I'd say to to write poetry about it's almost now that i think about it it's like a prettier version of blood almost which i also write <gasps> about blood a decent amount and also yeah. i'm thinking now this probably makes the most sense for me is it is both sweet and also it is spicy to an extent yeah so it's like a a a tempered pleasant experience yeah kind of but but one that you you have to no small amount of danger getting through the bees (laughs) you know there's so much metaphor yeah Yeah, it's making sense now yeah Yeah. well yeah (laughs) i get it now that's it you just needed to to think about honey for a little bit (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome uh who is your favorite poet right now I don't know. It would be between Jim Harrison or Ann Sexton, probably. Nice. Um, I think 
and Sexton's uh, vibe <laughs> and emotions are probably closer to where I'm at uh, most of the time when I'm writing. I think I would love to write like Ann Sexton, but I think um, with Jim Harrison, it's like that's... I would like to write like that, but also like everything that goes along with that, like living remotely in like... Montana or someplace like that or like being closer to nature and having experiences with um, animals and things like that and Native American culture I am a uh, Cherokee Nation citizen so that resonates with me his um, connection to Native Americans and also the fact that his life was basically just like him sitting around making really good food, going on walks, and just, like, writing constantly. And he never, like... He didn't seem very self-conscious about his writing and the stuff I've read and the things I've seen about him. He would just... And he didn't do that much editing either, at least uh, according to him. He would just, like, almost like stream of consciousness, just write yeah. things. Yeah. And I think that would be cool to be able to do. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I'm not anywhere near that talented. Also, he was an interesting personality, but I just, I don't know if there's like a feeling to his poetry that feels um, dangerous and like of the earth at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of that, um, all I can think about is the Mary Oliver Burke American Primitive. Like, for some reason, that mm-hmm. phrase just comes mm-hmm. to mind as well. But yeah, very cool. Well, that's awesome. Before you go, could you read us one more poem? Yeah, this is called Hold Fast. For a black flag, I traded the white. Black is my heart, black is the night, black is true. With what's left, I'll never leave the blue. I'm a gathering storm, bring it with me, rather reigning in hell than serving in heaven. I live by no rule of people, nor rules of paper written by men to keep you in your place. Just another word for placid, to propagate their race. Take what's yours, wasn't yours to give, but it's a crime. Take what's mine on borrowed time. I'll breathe fire, for I shed my salty brine. Ride the crests of moving mountains, run rolling valleys, roam the ends of the earth. Risk now only means reward. The edge where I make my home, where I make my livelihood, where yours ends, where before you say, it's house you play, vows now only mean you play it safe. Can't escape earshot of your siren call, without fail, compass leads back to your squall. On the wind is your question that fills my sails, sends me hellbent to brawl. Why did I leave? Cursed and cast out to sea. I was too kind for your polite society. Twasn't what you need, just another object of want. Too hard to live with, easier to grieve. See your mermaid hair in every strand of seaweed. Nothing left for me on shore as I hold fast to this locket filled with petals from the flowers I picked, from the flowers you wore. Plot a course to the breach once more. You're the horizon as the sun sets and the moon shines, constellations guide twins. But to you, I'm just a plaything. A tiny model in a bottle whose message is crystal. Beware all pirates of the heart, the sincere. Let there be no mistake, let it be clear. By the sea of the soul lies fear. But by the land of love, there be monsters here. Damn. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for your time, Brand. Be sure to check out Brand's book, Call It What It Is, available at local OKC bookstores like Literati Press, The Floating Bookshop, and Full Circle Bookstore. Be sure to catch his feature at the Red Dirt Poetry Open Mic on November 8th. Brand will be performing on Sunday, November 12th at 2 p.m. at the Southern Oaks Library for In Red Heritage, a celebration of Indigenous writers in Oklahoma. You can also catch him on another showcase of the same series with a workshop to follow on Sunday, November 19th at the Bethany Library at 2 p.m. For more information on Brand, his book, or his work, go to brandrackley.com. For November 2023, we have the following events for you. The Red Dirt Poetry Open Mic happens every Wednesday at Ponyboy. All performers get six minutes of stage time. Sign-up starts at 7.30 and the show starts at 8. This is a poetry-focused mic, but it is open to all kinds of performers. Our mic happens upstairs at Ponyboy, located at 423 Northwest 23rd Street, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. This month's special events include a feature from Brand Rackley on the 8th and a compliment deathmatch on the 29th. For the month of November, we will meet every Wednesday except for the 22nd, the night before Thanksgiving. We're taking that night off so everyone has plenty of social energy left for the familial duties of the next day. Red Dirt Edits is meeting at 1 p.m. on Saturday, November 4th at the Red Cup. This free peer editing session is open to anyone wanting feedback on their work. We ask that attendees bring five copies of a poem they would like to have edited. We take turns reading our work to a small group and receiving feedback. Red Dirt Edits meets on the first Saturday of each month. Red Dirt Writes will be led by Luke Lawrence at 7 p.m. on Thursday, November 9th at Literati Press. This free writing workshop allows writers a chance to get some inspiration and do a little writing. Remember to bring your writing supplies. Red Dirt Writes takes place at 7 p.m. on the second Thursday of each month at Literati Press. Literati Press is located at 3022 Paseo, Oklahoma City, 73103. The writer's outing is hanging out at Toast and Coffee at 1 p.m. on Saturday, November 11th. The writer's outing is a writing group for 2S LGBTQIA plus folks to find fellowship and support from other writers who share the unique experiences of navigating queer life in a world of cis-hetero expectations. This group meets at 1 p.m. on the second Saturday of every month at Toast and Coffee, which is located at 2416 North Robinson Avenue in Oklahoma City. In Red Heritage, a celebration of Indigenous writers in Oklahoma is happening on Sunday, November 12th from 2 to 4 p.m. at the Southern Oaks Library. The Southern Oaks Library will host this showcase featuring four Indigenous Oklahoma writers and is located at 6900 South Walker Avenue in Oklahoma City, OK, 73139. In Red Heritage, Indigenous Poetry of Oklahoma Showcase and Workshop will be happening on Sunday, November 19th at 2 p.m. at the Bethany Library. This will be a two-poet showcase with a workshop to follow. The Bethany Library is located at 6700 Northwest 35th Street in Bethany, Oklahoma, 73008. Red Dirt Reads will be discussing the carrying poems by Ada Limon at the Floating Bookshop at 1 p.m. on Saturday, November 25th. A poetry book club open to the public. Our reading list for each month can be found on our socials. We meet at 1 p.m. on the fourth Saturday of every month at the Floating Bookshop, which is located inside Sailor and the Dock at 617 West Sheridan Avenue, Oklahoma City, 73102. Red Dirt Slams is back at Vanessa House at 7 p.m. on Thursday, November 30th. Compete to be the Red Dirt Poetry Slam champ. Join us in the audience as a judge or just watch the drama unfold. This event is free to enter, but we only have eight sign-up slots for the slam. If you are interested in competing, please reach out to us on social media and claim your spot. Red Dirt Slams takes place at 7 p.m. on the fourth Thursday of the month at Vanessa House Beer Company. Vanessa House is located at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City, 73102. 
Thanks again for tuning in to the Red Dirt Poetry Podcast. You can find out more about us on most social medias at Red Dirt Poetry or at our website, reddirtpoetry.org. The Red Dirt Poetry Podcast is produced by Dano Cablamo and Yoko Hill at Octopus Cuddle Studios.